trust this natural settling process as the body finds its stillness, some basic stability and comfort in the sitting posture. as best we can this morning. Part of the settling is a recognition of, you could say a love for the here and now, or respect the way the mind and body is now. Coming home, this is a good attitude to keep coming back to throughout the day this basic love or respect for what's here and now. It might have the flavor of groundedness or soberness, but it also can have the qualities of joy, the joy of simplicity, releasing of what's complex, what's confusing. It can be as simple as remembering the experience of the body sitting. Sitting is like this. Sensations are being known. Appreciating how simple it can be. and noticing how relaxation of the body and mind supports clarity and an ongoing interest. Mindful awareness doesn't require a tense mind.
no need to <clears throat> rush into any other technique now. In its essence, <clears throat> the practice is finding this continuity of mindful awareness. This can be developed with the sensations of the body sitting. A kind of not forgetting this process of sensations coming and going. A willingness to be interested and intimate. Or in a more refined way, specific way, you can cultivate a continuity of mindful awareness, being aware of the process of breathing. Breath coming in, breath going out. Even the experience of hearing is a suitable experience to cultivate this continuity of mindful awareness. This wise attention that doesn't need to judge, doesn't need to interfere but instead can allow these experiences to unfold in a sense to reveal themselves to awareness.
And then finally, distractions, thoughts, painful sensations will arise, of course. So we don't need to turn these experiences into problems. Acknowledging this is how it is. This is what's being known now. It's just this activity of body or this activity of mind being known. So we can bring that steadiness and that non-judging clear quality to what we call distractions, other phenomena that are known. And then as appropriate, return the attention to the chosen object, if you're training with the breath or training with body sensations or training with the experience of hearing, then allow the attention to remember this training place. Oh yes, breathing in is like this now. And let's continue in silence now for a while.
an essential skill in meditation is the sustaining of interest. Interest in the way it is. So if you're training with the movement to the breath and the body, then check on this quality of interest. Is the mind actually interested in knowing the way it is? Not just in one moment, but sustaining that interest as the breath unfolds. And can this interest be sustained in a relaxed, easeful way? And then even as other objects arise in the field of awareness, they can also be known with interest and relaxation or acceptance.
free to adjust your body. So every day at this time, there'll be a chance for questions. And then just first a few general comments. So we'll keep today relatively simple. And there will be instructions for walking meditation after the 10 o'clock sit or at the end of the 10 o'clock sit. So make sure to attend the next sitting period if you'd like to hear Deborah review some of the basics with walking meditation practice. And then at four o'clock today, I'll lead some easy mindful movement, some Qigong movement, and we'll do that downstairs. And every day at this time, we'll announce what's gonna happen at the four o'clock practice time. Mostly we'll probably meet in this room, but when we do movement, we'll meet downstairs. But we'll let you know at this time what's gonna happen at four. So because today we'll be relatively quiet, this is a good time to clarify the instructions or to ask any questions about the retreat practice that come to mind. So anybody have any questions? Yeah, in the back. So you were talking about entry and um, so I, I was trying to conceive of focus on the object but the mind is getting obsessed with the story from the outside. So is the object that I'm trying to use the rising and falling not so maybe I should be using thinking about the not the story yeah, that's a good question. So if you didn't hear, she was being trying to have interest with her primary object. Did you say the breath? The yeah, the rising falling of the breath in the abdomen. And uh, then some thinking arose. It sounded like it was intruding in a way. And then the question is, with this instruction around interest, what to be interested in? And many of you have been practicing for a while, so you know there's a real art to how we address this question. And it's good as practitioners to be able to um, practice in different ways at different times. Often, not always, but often at the beginning of the retreat, it's better for the mind to um, relearn what it feels like to be steady. And one of the easier ways to be steady is to keep coming back to some aspect of experience that isn't gonna trigger as many of the defilements or the you know, tendencies to struggle as our thinking might trigger. So if we choose to come back to the breath or come back to the sensations of sitting or come back to hearing, you might find, people often find that it's a little easier for to cultivate that continuity of attention and then to get the results of that continuity of attention. Everything settles down, becomes more steady, more even, more balanced. And then from that place of having more balance, the next time that thinking intrudes, some memory, some thing you forgot to do at home, then the mind that meets that, that knows that cognitive process, that mental activity, it's just more balanced, 
less likely to be confused. Not being confused, it will know, well, that's just thinking. Just thinking, being known. It doesn't have to be a problem that thoughts are arising. So again, it's an art, but you might just explore if it's possible for the attention to come back to the body and come back to the movement of the breath in the body, the rising and falling of the breath in the body. And to really see that as a particular training, like we're training the mind, not so much to be with the breath, but to have a continuity of mindful awareness. So the breath is just a convenient training, the movement of the breath in the belly is just a convenient training place for the mind to remember that it has this talent to be continuous, continuously aware in this non-interfering, non-judging way. But sometimes we can't return to the breath. You know, the, the thought has already, in a sense, taken a hold of the attention. There's attachment or some identification with the thinking process. So then in a sense, the, the next step is to, in some way, step back. It's just a figure of speech. But wisdom knows how to step back and realize that there is attachment or the mind is identified with the content of thought. And just to acknowledge that with interest. Oh, <laughs> that's what it's like for the mind to be identified with thought. And you might feel there may be a physical repercussion, like the body's a little tight too. Oh, this is how it is now. So just acknowledging it, acknowledging acknowledging it until there is that space in the mind to come back to the breath. And it may be you can come back to the breath because whatever that story drama was, it's evaporated, it's fallen away. Or the mind just has space around it. So it's not so seductive and the, and the attention can return to the chosen object, the training ground. Yeah. <laughs> With the big, of course. <laughs> We've been running at 180 miles an hour in our daily lives, most of us, you know. And then we come to peaceful Insight Meditation Society in Barrie, Massachusetts, a very tranquil place. And so many of the things that have been stimulating the mind aren't present. And uh, there's a very natural, especially on the first day, a very natural settling, sinking, going into unconsciousness off and on. And uh, there's no reason to get upset about that. Generally speaking, Uh, after a day or two, there's more balance with that. But even when there's balance, people still struggle with sleepiness. And so if it's not because of this transition, if the sleepiness is a regular visitor in your meditation practice, then this uh, teaching on interest is really important because there are ways to cultivate qualities of attention that are energizing for the mind. In the same way, there are ways to cultivate qualities of mind that are tranquilizing for the kind of attention. That's, about, that's what we mean by balance. We're balancing the wholesome energizing and the wholesome tranquilizing qualities. Generally speaking, in this style of practice, the way that um, we uh, 
develop energy in the mind is not being superficial. It's like experience, the way it is, is boring and causes us to, you know, not care so much, which leads into sleep, basically, when we're not seeing more clearly the way it is. The way it is is enlivening, actually. Now, that's, it's, initially it's an act of faith because it doesn't seem enlivening. You know, the 181st breath coming in or out this morning doesn't seem that important compared to, you know, something else we might otherwise be doing with our mind, worrying about the Middle East or whatever it might be. So, but how, like, how we're showing up for the breath, if we're showing up with the idea, it's just another breath, well, that's not the breath. It's a very boring idea. It's just another breath. So that idea isn't enlivening, but the breath actually might be enlivening if we can experience it more on the level of nature. And nature has this dynamic of coming and going. It's quite enlivening. It doesn't matter if we're being mindful of the breath, mindful of sound, mindful of movement, mindful of thought, mindfulness of thought. The, just the activity in a very real way, life is just bursting forth, experience is bursting forth and then very quickly passing away. And this is just just a little bit beyond our superficial notions. So to the degree we can have enough interest to go beyond the idea that I'm just sitting here or it's just another breath or I've got eight more days, <laughs> whatever else might come up in your mind, you might find that the mind becomes enlivened. And that's really our, each of our responsibilities, you know, especially as we open up the practice a little bit more in the days ahead. It's our responsibility to find ways to keep the mind in balance. So there's enough tranquility, enough sense of ease that we're not and out of habit, struggling with experience, but enough exposure, like you could say exposure is being close to the unknown. The ideas we have, that makes it seem like the known. When they go more to the background and we're more in the way it is, then that's, that's enlivening. That quality of interest or investigation really brings the mind alive. So any way you can encourage the mind to have a fresh interest in whatever presenting itself, whether it's the next breath or whatever it is, which means going beyond any attitude of, I already know this. Yeah, that's the real art and practice. Maybe time for one or two more questions if there are any. Yes. Can you speak to how to deal with physical sensations related to pain? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of patience, a lot of love. <laughs> and uh, it's the same thing I was saying to the previous comment or question 
we have a very strong idea about what pain is. And that idea is intolerable. You know, the idea of pain is intolerable because it seems very solid and real and personal. So, and that's always in a sense what's gonna present itself first when painful sensations arise. It's just that's the nature of the mind. It, it recognizes the painful sensations and then it tells the mind what's happening. This is pain, it's bad, it's gonna be this way for a while, that's not good. And that, that idea, that story, makes it really hard to be with pain. So, uh, you know, the, the general response is, we have to, as, you know, we have to be skillful how we use the schedule, how we sit physically, how we sit, how we take care of the body, the other activities we do that support basic comfort and ease in the body. So this is not about all of that because we just, we're responsible for taking care of our bodies. And some, of, some people have ongoing injuries that they have to deal with. I've recently transitioned to a bench after many years of sitting cross-legged. Steve tells me there's no going back, we'll see. <laughs> because of a hip problem, painful sensations in the hip. So first we take care, you know, we do what we can do. But then even when we're doing everything that we can do, painful sensations still will arise. And then our job as a, someone interested in mindful awareness is to not get confused by the thoughts, the ideas, the perception that arises, this is bad, this is gonna be a problem. This sits going on for another 45 minutes and already it's like this. And we, we need enough faith, a confidence to go beyond that perception. Sometimes perceptions are really useful and sometimes they're too quick, too superficial. We have to see, well, Let's just see what this is. So we have to go beyond the perception, this is a problem, into the actual experience of sensation. And here's where that art comes in. Sometimes we can really go to the painful sensations and sometimes it's more skillful to turn the attention to a more neutral experience like the sensations of the breath, which maybe isn't unpleasant, maybe it's more neutral. And to really, even though the pain in the knee or the pain in the hip might be more predominant. Right now we're recognizing it would be more skillful for the attention to know the next in-breath or to know hearing as an experience. But other times we wanna let the attention go right into the painful sensations with a real innocence, a real not knowing what these sensations are. No judgment, no interference right into the actual movement of sensation. And what we find, the more we enter that world, things as they are, the less pain is a personal problem. It still may be intense in terms of the intensity of what's coming and going. But there's, uh, because the mind is recognizing the coming and going part of the painful sensations, there's just a lot more space and ease and balance with the intensity, sometimes intensity of painful sensations. 
So it's 9.15, we'll leave it here. Wishing everyone a good day of practice. And then Steve tonight will talk about right view, which will help shape our understanding of our practice here together. Thanks everyone. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.